Welcome to The Ether. Today is Monday, March 7th, 2022. This episode of The Ether is brought to you by Luart. Luart is the first gamified NFT platform built on the Terra network. Luart provides a seamless minting and trading experience, all while earning you rewards just for being a user. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and join the community in the Discord server for the most up-to-date news and announcements regarding all the hot new NFT launches, platform upgrades, and new projects hitting the secondary marketplace. Are you ready to put your helmet on and join the movement? Find out more at luart.io. This episode of the Ether is also brought to you by WeFund. WeFund is a community crowdfunding cross-chain incubator on Terra, and it's the first launchpad that implements a milestone funding release system to protect investors. All money raised for projects is deposited in Anchor Protocol, and it's refundable, and all decisions are based on community voting power. WeFund is community-focused and designed to be a user-friendly experience for both project creators and investors. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and join the Telegram for more information. Links are in the show notes and check them out online at wefund.app. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. Today on the Ether, the Anarchist NFT AMA, hosted by Orbital Command. Let's take a listen. Hello, hello. Hi there, how are you? Doing well, how about you? Doing great, thank you. My name is Edwin, I'm with uh, operations with Orbital Command and Rebel will be joining us in a bit. Okay, I go by Psych. I'm going to invite the the rest of the team here. Awesome. Hi guys, thanks everyone for being here. As far as I'm aware, we're hopefully going to be joined by three members of the Anarchists team. I can see yeah, deployed we, in here. We got Psych. Psych is up here already. Okay, cool. She says she's going to invite the rest of her team. And we've got Finn doing the recording for us. I saw Finn on a what looked like a different space. I don't know how he does multiple ones at yes. the same time. Hiya. Magic. Deployton <laughs> is here, so if you if you can bring him up. Okay. Yeah, just invited. And is that Psych who was on the anarchist account? Yeah, so I'm on I'm on the anarchist account. Um <clears throat> and then we got Meta May who's gonna be dropping in shortly. Awesome. Hey Deployton. Well normally we like to start opening up these spaces a fraction early, but we're kind of bang on time just now. Um, do you want to wait for me to come here before we start? Yeah, give her a okay. moment. She's pretty she's awesome. pretty good at awesome. <laughs> she's she was organizing everything, so she's not gonna miss it. I think this is the earliest space I've ever done. I'm used to them being at like nine PM and going to midnight. So being at one PM is quite nice. I've just cranked a couple of coffees, so yeah, I actually awesome. have energy, which is great. <laughs> Well, listen, it's 6 p.m. for me, so this is kind of perfect timing. Where are you based out of? I am in England just now, just north of London. Okay. Yeah, we're uh, actually overall in Canada. I know um, Psych, the one running on the main anarchist account, she's usually out of Mexico, but she flew in this week to uh, come hang out with me and uh, Meta May. Awesome. Awesome. So we had a nice. bit of a... Drinking night on Saturday, <laughs> yeah. I think we're all still feeling it. Sometimes. One to make it count, and now it's back to work. <laughs> yep. Yeah, sometimes you've just yeah, got to cut loose a little bit. Yeah, so I mean, it'll be interesting maybe to start off. Um, I'll just fire the first question out, and you can have a little think on it. I suppose you won't really have to think too hard, but it was really just to find out how you guys came together. Um, I mean, I have heard you speaking on other spaces before, but just in case other people haven't been on, and heard you talk about that. I think that'd be a nice sort of beginning when we get there. Oh, I can see Meta May is here. Now, to be honest, I don't know how big our audience is going to be because your man Sefi is running a space right now. <laughs> and usually he just like I, sucks them into that black hole. I don't 
uh, that, that there were like six other spaces that I saw right now when I started this one too. So there's a lot going on at this time. This is early for me as well. So it's interesting. In fairness, see. when is Sefi not running a space? Well, true. <laughs> He's doing marathons all the time. <laughs> Busy man. We're, we're doing the space with him in prison at the end of the week. And oh. uh, coordinating that was a, that was a great. Hey, we got well, did he slot us in here. at 3 a.m. or something? Or I think it's like later uh, Friday. We got Defy Jedi here repping his uh, 101 PFP, Anarchist yeah. PFP. Oh, wow. Nice. It's not nice. showing up for cool. me. I, I think mine's messed up because it only shows that there's like six people in mine. And we've got, I don't know how to pronounce oh, it. Oh, here we go. Yeager, 66 has got one on. So, yeah, a few people representing. Um, yeah, so before we maybe sort of jump in to talk about the project specifically, um, it would be nice to hear a bit about your history in the sort of whole crypto space and then how you came together as a team. Do you guys want me to <laughs> tell the yeah, story? Yeah, you, you explain that story best, so yeah. Okay, so uh, so we actually met um, more in, in like the Solana space. So what happened is I was on a different team, different founding team for a Solana project. Um, psychedelic sloths. I love our. I know even Jaeger here. He's a mod in our um, anarchist, but he he also came from from that community as well. Um, so we had a lot of issues with <laughs> with Solana. It was uh, my first experience uh, launching an NFT collection. I gotta say the the one thing I did right is bring uh, Metame on as a community manager um, later on, and uh, and through her I actually met Deployed, and so he was part of the community as well. Um, that project, which is with all, all the issues that we had with Solana, we didn't mint out. Um, so we ended up capping the mint, um, and, uh, burning the supply. The whole, the whole theme of that too was, you know, mental health, psychedelics is a healing modality. So we had a really great, like welcoming, warm, amazing community. What I got to say is for, for the community that we built and Metamay nurtured, we, uh, we had so much warmth, so much love. And we actually brought a lot of those people over to uh, Terra. So when I was, uh, you know, discussing like what, you know, what are we going to do with, uh, you know, we've had so many issues with uh, Solana and, you know, I want to bring our community over to something better. That's when uh, we had, you know, some group discussions between Deployed and MetaMay and how we started the Anarchist together. Um, so that was our, that was our experience. Uh, so it wasn't much of a discussion more. So it was me telling you it's going to be on Terra. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, and you know what? I, after looking into it, it was really easy to see that, that that was the right choice. So we, uh, put together a program to, to bring over our sloth family, um, over to that, you know, giving them, uh, access to an anarchist airdrop, um, whitelist immediately. Um, so that they could be part of the DAO and, and everything that we have on the roadmap for this. Um, we also are doing like a end of the month, we're doing a giveaway for an ayahuasca retreat. So great, great community. Um, you know, even though things didn't go according to like how we'd hoped with the Mint, the one thing I can say is that, uh, you know, I've made lifelong friends. Um, you know, also being on this team has been such an incredible experience. Um, we jive so well. Um, so it's, it's just been, yeah, it's been awesome. Awesome. Thank you very much for the introduction. So, I mean, if May is your sort of community manager, what roles do you and Deployden fill? So I'm, I'm art and creative. So everything you see art wise is, is on, on me. Um, and uh, Deployden, I would say is like finance and development. Uh, Meta May is collaboration and community. So we've, we all just fell into our rolls super easily and it's it's worked amazingly awesome. I, uh, so, I'm, so we don't get too far from this jump just, in man yeah yeah sure just wanted to see um so from your first mint with the slots on solana and now going into the anarchist what would what, what would you say has been the biggest change that you've made to make sure that you have more of a successful launch and i know minting out is something visually that represents, you know, a good community that's following your project and then also sets you up for success because you have a, a great start uh, funding wise to continue on your roadmap. So I'm just curious about, you know, what was the learning experience from you from the first project? 
Um, yeah. So, I mean, one thing is like, like for development, uh, I'm sure anybody who's been on, on, you know, developing on the blockchain whatsoever to find blockchain developers is it's, it's really, it's a challenge. Um, we, we had a lot of problems in regards to that. Um, and also just Solana, like going down, you know, when it came to finally minting and you're, you know, everything looked like it was going to be good and ready. Then there was, you know, there ended up being a delay for another four days, which really, really affects your, your mint. Um, so that being said, you know, when we were looking into other blockchains to, to mint, um, you know, that's why Terra was really attractive to us. One is there was, uh, you know, different um, marketplaces that we could utilize as launch partners. So that would also, you know, since they have that all streamlined on the development side, we wouldn't need to worry about that. We just needed to worry about, you know, the art and the generation and, and then other things that we're doing on the dev side that doesn't involve that integral part of the mint, right? Um, and then also just, you know, again, the, the network issues, like being down, like you can't have that, <laughs> you know, you can't have that. That really does affect your mint. So, um, you know, looking at Terra, it's a lot more robust. Um, another thing too, is we wanted to do NFT staking through uh, another partner collaboration, but that, um, that, that platform actually completely changed their format and it was no longer going to work out. Whereas, you know, with Terra and all the different protocols, when it comes to the DAO and everything that you can do um, there, there's so many options. So again, looking for something that's robust and then just on the attack utility side, and finance side that we would have options you know it's not just like one thing that's kind of compatible and then you know if it falls through then you're kind of screwed right so yeah like we are strong believers that like terra and the rest of the other ibc chains are essentially going to be here to stay like with all the options opening up i know we have stargaze launching uh i think that's what on the 11th or so um if I, if I recall correctly, and they are going to have like bridges between Terra and Stargaze for their NFTs. And and with a lot of what we want to do with, with the DAO for kind of generating yield for rewards, for giving back to the NFT holders, Terra was really the one and only place that made sense. Like we see where there's a surge in both developers going over to the Terra side, as well as the NFT markets on this and the, the Terra ecosystem are really growing exponentially. I think it was what yesterday, Terra became the number two chain in, in terms of total value locked. So, I mean, the we, we saw the writing on the wall a couple months ago and we wanted to kind of start moving down this route and, and bringing everybody over because whether they first move to an IBC chain for NFTs or they're moving over to Terra for yield generation or using something like Alice when that comes, like we believe at some point or another, people are going to be using IBC chains, whether they know so or not. And we rather launch on a chain that has a lot of options for them to to move around rather than needing to use. Like me personally, I have something on the Solana side, but it's only because I held a couple of the psychedelic sloth NFTs. I, I don't have anything else. I never use that chain. Tara, I probably do two, 300 transactions a week between these different IBC chains and, and with everything going on, it's it's only going to keep picking up. And we think that's going to be for anyone and everyone that moves over to these chains. I love it. Yeah. Thank you for that answer. All I hear is bullish Terra. <laughs> Go ahead, Rebel. Yeah, no, I, I think that's brilliant that, that we're getting more and more projects coming over to Terra. I mean, to be quite honest, I, I don't like to say that I'm a, a Terra maxi, but I essentially Terra is all I'm using at the moment. So the more people we can get on, the better. Um, just to be clear, we've got Edwin. He's um, on the Orbital Command account. He actually works for One Planet as well. So he's kind of more deep in the NFTs than myself. Um, I'm more sort of DeFi type guy. But just what Syke was saying about the artwork. So I'm like, I'm looking at the website just now. I'm looking at the three anarchists. These are your designs. Is that right? Yeah, so I did have to contract uh, an artist. I went through about three different artists. So I personally do not do the 3D modeling. Um, but the whole concept, the characters, every single suit, every single um, detail is is my concept and, and my brainchild. Um, it's, you know, when we were thinking also about, well, when I was thinking about the anarchist, I, I, wanted, I wanted our community to be able to have options. 
when it came to the characters. Um, we also have lore coming up. Um, it'll be in comic strip format. If you've seen our uh, Twitter header, you'll see uh, you'll see the style. So there's these three characters, three stories. Um, so very soon you'll be able to to hear a little bit more about their backstory. Yeah, awesome. the interesting thing with a lot of our art is um, as it is 3D and because of how complex a lot of our traits are, where we have some traits conditional on others and other traits that can't be applied if you um, if the randomization shows a different trait, we ended up having to build our own generator to handle all this. Um, none of the existing tools out there just work for what we needed. And as all these images aren't just um, kind of layered um flat images that are all 3D, they have to be rendered at each and every one. So it's going to take, uh, where we're starting our final generation for our minting, um, likely tomorrow, it's going to take a couple days to get all that up and running once that starts going, uh, because it is very, very intensive to do so. And seeing as we're on the sort of subject of minting, it's, it's later this month, isn't it? A couple of weeks or so? Yeah, it's coming up. <laughs> uh, we're excited. We're excited. So we're we're uh, um, minting on the twenty first. You know, it feels far, but it doesn't feel far now that it's approaching. It's like ah. <laughs> so yeah, literally two weeks in. Awesome. Um, I mean, I'm on the white list for this, so I was quite excited about that. Um, I mean, as far as NFT projects go, I I don't really get involved all that much. I've got. I mean, Galactic Punks are really my thing. Um, but there was something about anarchists that kind of grabbed my attention. It was it must have been about three weeks ago I saw that Sefi was doing a space, so I jumped on and he was talking to you guys and just the way you sort of spoke with passion about your project and then when I had a look at some of the characters and just the whole idea of anarchy I think is brilliant. So um I do have to there... say that uh sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna chime in here. Um I do have Thanks, to say man. I was uh, really excited to see you pop in my inbox. You know, a lot of the times as an NFT collection, we get like hundreds of DMs from so many like promoters and people who, I don't know, like want to set up spaces and want to uh, do some sort of collaboration. But it's always such a great surprise when um, there's actual uh, collections and actual people in the community who were like interested about it. Um, I am curious to know, like you did say that the art was one of the things that drew uh, you to us, but like, how do you relate to the story and the art um, of our collection? Uh, it, was, it was kind of, it was kind of the. I'll just say my quick thing, and then Edwin can maybe give you a bit more of a, a sort of detailed response. It, it was this sort of three D modeling of it. Um, a lot of the stuff I'd seen previously, sort of on the NFT side, had been the sort of pixelated type art. So I was quite intrigued, and the fact that you seem to have just like three sort of main. I don't know if prototype is the right word, but there, there's um, like three main stories, which I think is brilliant. So I'm really looking forward to finding out more about the lore of these characters. Yeah, one thing that we we found during our, as we were over the last couple of days doing a bunch of generating just to, to get a feel of how the rarities are going to look. And um, a lot of the existing um, like previews or sneak peeks that have been put out there have been images that psych herself have kind of said okay let's generate one with this head this body etc etc and we're finding with the mass generation um, with the rarities in place it's generating these absolutely beautiful ones that we didn't even think of or or even expect to come out of it and, and it's just cool how some of the uh, rarities even just fall into place like um, a lot of the different characters they all have a pin and, and we wanted to incorporate a lot of the different ibc chains so we have a terra pin we have osmo we have akash we have shade we have seeker network and it's quite cool how some of them will generate and it might be the the invisible man really simple suit with the shade protocol logo on it and it's kind of very fitting and with what's going on in the world these days the whole anarchist and um, freeing the, your money from the government and kind of going down that route seems very, very fitting. 100%. Yeah. I, another thing just that sort of grabbed me, I think the, the first one I saw was the guy in the, the orange suit with the space mask on. And it, like, I'm kind of a bit of a Daft Punk fan, and it just reminded me of that concert they did, sort of with their space suits on. So, we, yeah, just a variety of reasons. Just Can we actually pin our pinned post to the top? It'll give people a a little bit of a preview too of like a few other ones. We put some new ones in that post there. 
Sure, I'm hoping Edwin's going to be our Twitter yeah. guru here. I'm on it. We got we got also another orange suit. I don't know. We just got into like the orange. We got Big T here, who's got the Mars background. He's uh he's sporting our first that. sneak peek with the Mars background. There we go. Yeah, and Astro Heroes have popped in as well. We did a good space with them the other day. It's really cool what they're doing. Cool. So, I mean, are these three characters, like in, in the Discord, we've got like the Visionaries and the Crusaders, and what's the other one? Altruists. Altruists. Like, are, are these three sort of characters supposed to represent that, or am I just getting a bit muddled up? That's, uh, so the, the characters are called, uh, like, the Cosmonaut Anarchist, the Revival Anarchist, Invisible Man. So that's, that's a little bit different. Um, but uh, we're going to be integrating the the factions also into the the lore. Awesome, awesome. And then will that will that come before or after Mint? So that's after Mint. We've done a lot with the art, you know, pre Mint, but post Mint is when we're going to be integrating a lot of this lore and also getting the community involved in in the story too. So we've got the three intro um, stories. And then um, they'll be able to kind of take it from there. So it'll be like a community-run um, comic. Brilliant. I mean, I, I don't quite know how you've managed to do it. I mean, obviously, there must be a technique to the way you're doing it. But it just seems really intriguing. And I don't know why I'm intrigued. Well, I mean, anarchy, I think, as I was saying before, I think it does intrigue me. Um, but, like, there's... You're not releasing tons of information, but you're releasing enough to certainly keep me really kind of hooked into what's going on. Um, it looks like she lost connections. She says she's rejoining now. Okay. Well, we still got deployed and and is me. Uh, yeah, yeah. She's. I think she's still here. Oh yeah, yeah she she's disconnected. Yeah. She's just the one. But yeah, um, yeah. I, so, I know. Um, how many? Just, just curious. Like, I, I have a, a collection of Galactic Punks as well, and and it, it seems like you, you're very. I mean, I guess your, your name, after all, is Rebel DeFi, so you are more on the DeFi side. So, it's it's cool that it caught your eye on here. And one one of the things that has been our main concern is because of how detailed ours are, we have to scale it down a bit for like the actual mint because our initial images after they're generated are about 35 megs in size obviously we can't we can't mint with that so we are <laughs> going to be doing a, a, a bit of a gallery on our own site after the fact where we'll have like the super super high res images um likely even full 3d models um similar to kind of what uh Derby Stars did with their horses where you can have like your flat one on, in, on their site and then you can also view the 3D one where you can kind of rotate it, see all angles of it. So we're going to have a full gallery to be able to showcase the, the super high quality ones. And if, if you open one of these and like their full resolution, it's weirdly mesmerizing how crystal clear it is. Oh yeah, you can zoom in on the fabric. Sorry. There, I lost connection. You're really choppy, and, and yeah. Like the fabric, the threading. Um, Fantastic. We'll definitely look forward to that when it when it's available. Um, is this we've better? Actually, I mean, seem to have. That's better. Yep. Okay. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, what's going on with your internet? You're not even in Mexico anymore. <laughs> my Mexico. There's no excuse. Was, my Mexico internet was great. Everything was better there. <laughs> now I'm just dry and cold all the time. Um, yeah, so it seems like you guys have got a lot of your community in here, and we've got like a friend of Orbital Command as well, Church Key. He's quite big in the Levana um, NFT space, so we can maybe bring him up with hopefully a few questions or comments. Um, you got some more stuff on the NFTs, Edwin, or shall we sort of yeah, start yeah. talking a bit more DeFi? Okay, yeah. Take so your lead. The the first thing was, uh, uh, you know. Uh, that you got asked a question, Rebel, that doesn't usually happen. Metamay just brought it on you today. So I'm glad that they're switching the things up on us here. Um, but um, I think there's three things that I I think are important to um, building a good NFT project, right? And the first one is just creating the story, creating the lore and using that to suck in people, right? That are going to be curious. And I think Rebel, you know, with, 
with uh, you sharing, you know, how you first heard about them through Safi's Twitter space, I think was really interesting. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of people as well fell into kind of like that black hole, right? Safi sucks you in and whatever he's talking about, you start researching it. Um, but so that's the first thing that I think you guys are doing a really good job of, right? And then once people get that first visual of what your project looks like, then they're like, okay, let me see what this project is about. Then they check out your website, you know, your Twitter account, and then they go into your Discord. And I, I think you guys have done a really good job on your Discord of creating engagement. And ultimately, that's what NFT projects want, right? How, how do your, your fans interact with your art, your project? Um, how much time they're spending talking about it and, and discussing it. So uh, that's something that Doe mentioned in his Twitter space with the Lunar Film Guide Guild um, in regard to just the future of NFTs is about how long people spend engaging with them. And that's how I think a lot of punks have done a really good job. Um, but anyways, just wanted to start with that, that you guys are doing a good job with your story, your lore, sucking people in, and then giving them that experience to continue to talk about your project. Um, so I'm curious about how you guys created this architecture on your, on your discord, just having coming in with the idea of having, you know, the visionaries, the crusaders, the altruists, the guardians, and then creating missions for each one. And then how has that engagement gone? Right. Because you give them missions to you give your, your people in their missions to, um, to go up, for example, and quote retweet with their own words, things like that. So you can share a little bit more about that experience. Yeah, well, uh, you know, um, I also like I had looked at other discords for other Terra projects. And I think, you know, what we've kind of realized is oftentimes the the community here is a lot more techie. Um, where I think maybe Solana, they're not as techie, but they're they're more like hyped um, when it comes to just being like verbally, ex you know, expressive about it, you know, or in the discords, like they, they, they end up getting in the, I'm sure there's a whole bunch of fake stuff there, but they end up getting like, you know, these massive discords and massive, um, you know, accounts and, and that kind of thing. So what we wanted to do is engage a more tech community to uh, you know, through these missions. And I think that's what, what's important is just, you know, you don't just expect people to just do things, you know, I think it's important to really involve them in that experience. And, and with these missions, we're able to explicitly say, hey, this is how we're going to be approaching things this week, or this is the tweet that we really want to focus on, or, you know, invite your friends to this, or, you know, rep the PFP as we're getting closer to Mint. Um, also, you know, finding ambassadors, anarchist ambassadors, people that have already been genuinely excited about the collection and focusing on on those people, you know, seeing if they would be up for repping us in spaces, um, that kind of stuff. Um, and I, I think just explicitly giving people instructions <laughs> is uh, a great way to, to involve them in it. Because what is it that, you, like, they don't need, know as a founding team and with marketing what it is that you need. Um, so whether it's, you know, engaging with a tweet or having the PFP or tagging friends or whatever it is, I think, uh, the missions, one, one, it works really well with the whole anarchist, uh, uh, theme, but then on top of that, you know, we are involving them like they're agents, you know, um, if you actually look into, into the lore, um, we were naming like our anarchists, like everybody's an agent for the anarchy you know, agent, you know, 0018, you know, like an NFT number. Um, so that's what we do is we really treat, like treat our community members as like, you are all agents, you know, and you're, you know, fighting for um, financial autonomy and freedom for all. This is our mission. And this is also why we integrated these anarchists, you know, different symbols or symbols of protest or symbols of revolution. Um, just treating them like that, like that they're, that they're really part of this thing. <laughs> I think one of the greatest things about this whole process with the missions and the different factions was just having having them become more involved in that capacity, having them more invest in the project. And I know for myself, a lot of the times I 
we'll buy NFTs or I'll join these communities and be excited for Mint. But, you know, you just forget about it. There's nothing that's keeping you there. It's keeping you engaged or excited. And so you sign up, but then you never check it. And with these missions, we have incentive. We have, you know, not only asking people to do things for us, but we also have incentives for them. So every time we have these missions, we're giving away whitelists, we're giving away NFTs, sometimes cash prizes. Uh, it's really just about giving back to our community. Yeah, one of the things we were trying to avoid and that the terror side doesn't seem to be this doesn't really fall into the terror side. I, I do find a lot of the projects on Terra that minted months ago are still very, very active, which we still have um, options to do collabs with projects that minted many, many months ago. And I find on other chains, you don't really see that. Like I see on Solana, you might see a project get super, super hyped up until the mint day. And then after the mint day, it just fizzles away. And then that team basically launches something else a week later. Um, we are actively avoiding that at all costs. Like we want to obviously hype it up to the mint day. And after the mint day, we're going to keep on going. Like ultimately we're going to be running a DAO and still having um, a lot of say from the community as what we do, but we're still trying to maintain that upwards trajectory on everything. And and I find all the projects on Terra have been doing that very well, especially better than a lot of other chains from what I've seen, where it, it's it's not really a rinse and repeat. It's a lot of a lot of these chains are kind of committed to what their project is and what they're launching. And we're following that as well, where we're trying to build up the hype as well as maintain it moving forward with a lot of the things we do have planned. Um, so right after the with the Mint, we're, we're still full force on everything we're doing. We have a lot of the comic stuff coming out and a lot of the uh, community engagement for running this DAO fund for giveaways and everything else we want to do with it. Yeah, I and that's also why with like the lore and that con like that's why we're keeping that for post mint. Um, because we do want our community to, as they now have their anarchists, um, they're so, you know, you're more emotionally involved in it, right? And then you're probably thinking of uh, a story for your character. Um, so this is why we're going to be dropping that post-mint. Um, and uh, also then we have our, our renegades that are going to be launching shortly after that. So we'll be able to integrate them into the lore as well. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, it's funny that you mentioned just the buildup of hype and then everything kind of dying down. And it just made me think of Terra Alts, how everything was up, up, up in the beginning and then everything just died down. Uh, but we're seeing a change in that, uh, with, especially with Anchor. Uh, but um, yeah, you guys make great points that it's about creating creating usability, right? Utility at the end of the day. And it's not just the NFT in specific that has it in its metadata, for example, but it's in the community that you create around the NFT. And, you know, just going back to your, your Discord account, I think the Discord server, you guys are doing a really good job of that. Um, the second thing that I think is very important is the marketing. And I know you guys have been doing it for a long time already uh rebel mentioned you know about a month ago here in the sefi twitter space and i think that is very important in order to have a successful mint right if the goal is to have a strong community for when that day arrives you need to be ahead of the game and planning as for as long as possible and astro heroes they're still here i, I honestly i feel like astro heroes is <laughs> they have like a hundred person team. They they're always doing stuff in their Discord, in Twitter Spaces, communicating with uh, the community. So I love what they're doing, and I think that that just goes to show that marketing is huge. Um, and so my question to you guys is, how has that experience been for you guys? I know your mint is coming up on the twenty first, and so when when was day one for you when you were like, okay, January first, we're gonna start marketing or something like that or like since when have you guys been planning all these things um because again it's 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 a huge part of making sure that the community knows what your project is about so they're ready yeah you know what um so what i did last time with uh with the psychedelics losses i was just in spaces all day um and i'll be honest i i i think spaces are important but when we started this um it was not going to just like a spray and pray sort of philosophy. It was going to be very, very specific and very targeted. Um, you know, who we did spaces with, um, 
what kind of collaborations we we um, did. And, you know, rather than, again, just arbitrarily just popping into a space and trying to shill, you know, having collaborations, having those partnerships in place so that it, it's actually been a really a much more pleasant experience just on on that side. It feels like um, it feels actually a lot more organic than than it did before. So um, between our missions, between, you know, uh, you know, promoting on you know places like Reddit and, and things like that, um, like that. Yeah, that's great. Um, but I think really um, the, the best value we see is through collaborations. Um, and also uplifting other collections on the Terra blockchain and also neighboring blockchains. We uh, we also had a space with uh, Kadena Kongs and it was it was incredible. It was awesome. You know, um, they they've got such a big heart, such a great team. Uh, when we, we were on the space with them, we just loved hearing their passion Um for their community, for the blockchain, for their project. Uh, you know, in here, look at this. Like, look how amazing this is. Astro Heroes is stepping into to, to this space and like hanging out with us. And same with like Divide Jedi and Big T. These are people that we've had spaces with, you know? So these are lasting friendships that we're developing rather than, you know, just doing all this arbitrary marketing and uh not building connections and friendships i think this is how we're all going to succeed is you know wag me like we're all going to make it and you know what when you make it i'm happy when you mint out i'm happy i'm celebrating with you you know when you have a great space uh you know we're there to support you as well retweet it's um that's really what it's been about and uh i wouldn't do it any other way i don't know if uh, the rest of the team wants to comment on that yeah, when is it that we start? I'm like scrolling back in our group chat trying to figure out when it is we started, but I didn't realize until now that we literally sent thousands of messages back and forth. Like I've been scrolling endlessly and I'm at middle of January right now and it just keeps going. So we, it, we've been at this for, what, was it since December? Was it sooner than that? I don't even remember at this point. These I days just blur together. Our, our first kind of talks about it was like December and then and then ramping up. Uh, slowly and i think methodically um to now so um put that you know experience that we've had previous to this uh to like this is really a six months in the making i would say got it and are you guys on this full time or do you also have so i don't know if you got rugged or if that's just me but I i'm in this full time yeah you <laughs> I got, just did a bit I, uh, I I got no plan B, <laughs> so YOLO. <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm also in this full time too. Okay. Yeah, I'm actively trying to because I I do run multiple other companies. Um, I'm actively trying to go full time crypto, but it seems very very difficult finding people that I can hire that would be suitable replacements. So. Um, I, while I'm not 100% full-time crypto right now, it sure feels like it because I, I still do spend more time doing crypto than anything else. And it's definitely taken over aspects of my life. And uh, I, I fear what would happen when I am truly full-time crypto. Um, that's going to be an interesting one to see because I don't know how much more time I could possibly put into this. It seems the more you learn, the the less you realize you actually know and that there's more things coming out every single day. And it's just, I need three assistants just to help me keep up with it. I mean, props to anyone who is working a nine to five while they're also doing this because where, when, where's the time? I, I, have no, I hardly sleep as is. So it's it's very impressive. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I recently made the, the switch to full-time crypto and left my in-real-life job. And I know Rebel's getting really close to doing that as well. But it, it does consume a lot of time being in this world. Um, I, uh, I got, go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I was just going to say, I mean, that that's also... I, I hope to, because we're active in spaces and our community gets to drop in and, and learn about us. Like I do hope that gives them confidence in, in us um, that we, we really are like, we're treating this as like a company, as a startup. This isn't like a, you know, like a one-time pump and dump or something, which I know happens a lot. And we do see a lot in space, you know, we're actively trying to structure our lives in a way so that we can do this full time and give our projects and our community, you know, our full 100% attention. Um, and also just from a business standpoint, you know, when we uh, 
put together the roadmap and the percentages that would go towards the team, to the Dow, to the treasure, treasury, it was with that in mind that, you know, we're here to stay. Uh, we're not going anywhere. And we want to make sure that we have a sustainable model, model so that we can um, really just, you know, march forward and, and, and do big things, not just with the anarchists, but anything uh, following. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, Rebel, if you want to say something, we got a question here from Amanda, I believe. Sure. Well, I was thinking we could maybe move on to talk about the DAO at some stage. But yeah, Amanda's up with a question. So shall we take her contribution first? Yeah. Great. Um, I just wanted to say um, it's interesting to hop on spaces and have a majority of the hosts be women. Um, I'm just curious, how has it been being a woman owning a company in the crypto world? Um because I know I'm doing a nine to five right now, as well as working in crypto, and it's been insane, but um, a majority male um, environment. So how have you guys um, been doing with the whole gender dynamic too? Personally, like, I feel like one of the biggest things for me was just wanting to show up in the space and give it my all and like really put my heart into everything that we're doing. And not so much think of it as like, I want people to see me as a woman necessarily I just want them to see me from my work and my results so I think like that's definitely been my my main focus um the cool thing about this space though too is that there is a lot of communities that uh you know women kind of get together and help empower each other and help bring other women into the space and I know I myself wouldn't even be in this space if it wasn't for Psych who's uh currently speaking on the anarchist account right now awesome. yeah I, I have to agree you know I've actually worked in a lot of male-dominated industries. Like I've done everything from dro like drove forklifts to having a contracting company to being the only woman on an all-male sales team. Um, so I think this is kind of my comfort zone. Um, I don't even notice that I'm a I'm a woman in this space. Um, so I think that's just kind of been the norm for me because of the the careers and the different things I chose to do. Um, it's, uh, you know, our my experience when it was like we were in the Solana space was not so great, um, just on the more like dev side. And um, but I, I feel like Terra has been a lot more warm. Um, and I have to say, too, within our community, our, our, our like the men in our community have have been incredible and so supportive. Um, there's times that I almost feel like as a woman, it might actually be an advantage for us. I'll be quite honest, because it, because there aren't as many women in the space, um, maybe to get noticed, it might take a little while. But once you do have people's attention, they you just stand out. So I, I don't know, Meta May, it's been it's been interesting how uh, that that's been the case. And I, I actually found that to be the case in a lot of other male dominated industries that uh, once I did kind of have that that position, that place and, and people's attention, uh, it was easier to stand out simply because I was a woman. So I think at times maybe we could feel like we we're kind of marginalized, but in certain situations we have an advantage as well. So it's just maybe walking that line and, and playing with it. But we've had an amazing, amazing support from our community, from uh, the women, the men, everybody in between. So that's uh, that's been something that I'm very, very grateful for. I just wanted to add one last thing uh, before we move on from this question, but uh, I also like one of the cool things that I really love about this space is you have the choice to show like whether you're a woman or not, right? Like people have that option to remain anonymous. You have an option to um, like how you want to appear online and no one's really going to bother you about it. And so uh, that's one of the cool things about the space. And I do agree with Psych, like there are some advantages as a woman for sure. Um, I definitely think like depending on how you view it and how you um Think about it. You can use it to empower you in this space. What is it uh, that you do, Amanda? Um, oh, no, no. I, I appreciate you guys talking. I wasn't like at all trying to be a male hater by any mean. Um, oh, oh, not at oh, all. Oh, no, sorry. we didn't get that impression at all. Oh, oh, good, good. Yeah, no. Um, so right now I do accounts receivable for a company that mostly works with the Department of Defense. And then um, I kind of got connected to terabytes. I don't know if any of you guys are know about them. So I'm going to be working with them, um, doing some 
like kind of, I'm, I'm not sure exactly yet what project I'm going to be working on, but I'm just excited to like jump in. I've been researching and I have a three-year-old. So during the nap time, I'm like all in the spaces and I've been researching and reading white paper, um, light papers and oh my gosh, like just like diving in. And I just think it's a great opportunity to like jump into this since it's so new. And I feel like the, the future is in DeFi. So I'm like, I'm really excited to be on that journey with everybody else. So no, I, I, I really appreciate you guys even like, um, you know, like doing this, the talks and just, I enjoy listening, honestly. I think that if you can find other women in the space to connect with and to kind of like lean on each other for support, I think that that has been something that really did help us in the beginning as well. It just, you have more relatable experiences, you're able to like build off each other. And so, uh, yeah. Great. Thank you. That's a brilliant question or brilliant comment, Amanda. Edwin and I sort of thought about this before um, we jumped on the space. Um, it's quite surprising to have even just one woman in, in the team, never mind two. Hmm. I was actually at a Lunatics meetup in London a few weeks ago, and there was about 30 people there and one woman. So it definitely seems quite an imbalanced space. Yeah, so yeah I, hope, to... I hope over time that we'll be able to to see more women represented. I think that, you know, when it comes to anything finance related, um, you know, it's it's not something that we've seen enough women in, in positions of leadership there. Um, but I, I really do hope, especially with NFTs and, and the, the angle on arts, um, and also the the charitable component. I think that we're going to be we'll we'll be seeing a lot of women entering into the space. I think it just didn't seem necessarily it was a little bit too abstract, um, and uh, for for too long. And now that we've got also these marketplaces, and uh, we're going to see a lot more diversity altogether in uh, in the space. And the same with the uh, uh, you know Luna um, kind of working its way up and on the the market cap too. I think that's brought in a lot of attention. So I'm, I'm hopeful. 100%. I'm actually going to get my sister to listen to this space. She's like sort of working in sort of female empowerment um, in the third sector. And um, I've been trying to get her to set up a wallet for ages, but she's not done it. But yeah, this space might do the trick. We'll see. Um, now we, we don't have all that much time left, but I'd be interested to hear about your DAO and the sort of plans you have for that? Yeah, so uh, I mean, being a DAO, our plans are, are kind of kind of open and generic because ultimately it's not really going to be entirely our plans. Um, it's going to be everyone's plans. Um, but right off the top, um, a lot of what we want to do with it is a way of using it to not only I've had to log off you today as a way of kind of of kind of accelerating everything forward, right? So we we mentioned how we wanted to do our mint and then keep the hype going. Well, in a, in a lot of different projects, after you do your mint, if all you are is art, what else do you really have to go on that can kind of keep things going, right? So as part of our DAO, we're going to be able to use it for a couple things. We're one, we're going to be able to use it to do giveaways. Um, two, we'll be doing it to we'd be using it to buy up floor price NFTs, so that way we can kind of create that constant demand. But another thing that we really want to do, and and this is why we love doing a lot of these different spaces and and meeting with a lot of different projects and different protocols that are coming, is we want to be able to eventually use that DAO to almost be like an early VC investor in a lot of these projects. So if we have a partnership with some upcoming protocol, maybe we can vote with the Dow fund in order to allocate some of those funds to get seed access to um, an upcoming protocol that we can then airdrop to all of our existing NFT holders. So a lot of what we want to do initially is maximize yield, minimize risk. And then when we are fully set up where we have everyone that can vote and propose um, different changes, um, a lot of that can change. We can kind of go more risk, more risky or, or less risk adverse and, and kind of maximize the yield. And we were asked this question the other day, uh, which was um, a lot of different projects are doing DAOs. What is it that you guys are doing differently? And I kind of reframe that by essentially saying, well, 
the DAO isn't us. Like you, you can't really ask us what we're going to do with the DAO. So my question to the uh, one asking that question was, what is it that you want to do, right? Like different communities have different, um, I guess different plans. They have different um, sentiments on, on kind of how they want to operate. Um, some communities may want to just ape it all in on something and try to be super risky, but try to maximize yield. But we might have a more conservative community that just wants to kind of place uh, more careful bets, yield generation, do airdrops and giveaways for all the holders. Um, so really what our DAO is, it's it's what our community wants to do as a whole. Um, we're mainly going to be setting it up and having it so they can vote and, and do proposals. And from there on out, we're, of course, still going to be actively involved in everything. It's not, here's your DAO, let's go on. It's, here's the DAO, here's what we can do. I actively, I've been in crypto for at least 10 years now. And like I said, I'm consumed by all these different protocols launching. Like as we speak right now, I was just buying up more of the, the Mars coins. A, a lot of what I want to do is... I like talking about these protocols. I want to be able to just research them and say, look, uh, here's what I really like to do. And then proposals can go in place. And if everybody has the same feelings based off what we are interested in doing or what someone else is interested in doing, we can move forward with that. And one of the other things, um, we as three people, four people, whatever it may end up being, we can't keep up with everything. And, and what I really like is now as part of a DAO, we have a lot more eyes on the space. There's going to be people bringing forward things that we would never have even thought of or ever even had the time to dig into. And, and that's kind of what really excites me because now we have, we're going to have a community of a potential couple thousand people that are actively involved in the terror space, in other IBC chains. And, and as these chains grow and expand with a lot of different um, uh, things that are going to be possible, like I, I say very frequently, there's going to be things possible soon that we didn't even conceive of being an option. And once you start adding in things like interchain accounts where we can have smart contracts that can interact with smart contracts on other IBC chains, the possibilities just open up even further. We have Stargaze coming where we can um, bridge these entities to that side so the community can move over there. So, I mean, we are, we all say it very frequently, we're all still early and yeah, that even applies here. We're still early to the possibilities of what's to come. I think I think I saw yesterday that there was like 80 something protocols planned to launch on Terra over the next coming months. And who knows, like the amount of things that are possible. Like I'm, I'm sure you being in the space very deeply and, and seeing that it's an endless amount of things to keep up with, an endless amount of like there's not enough hours in the day to keep up with Terra, let alone everything in IBC as a whole, yes. right? That's also why we felt good about coming over to Terra. Like we want options for our community. And just like Deployment was saying, you know, it we can put up proposals and we're one of the community, you know, we're, we're just like everybody else in there. So we could put up proposals. Other people from the community can put up proposals. And I have so much faith also in not just our community, but just the overall Terra community. Like we have a lot of brilliant people there. So I know that there's going to be some awesome, you know, proposals, suggestions and conversations um, concerning, you know, DAO funds. Um, I don't know if I would felt as confident on Solana uh, for that, but I know that we've got a lot of, you know, financially savvy people in our community and in the Terra community. So um, that that's something that I have a lot of faith and a lot of trust in. Awesome. I'm just looking on your website just now um, about details for the Mint. And I didn't realize actually the whitelist spots, we might get three per wallet. I think That's we might be, we might, we might update that. But yeah, it was about 1500 um, supply and three per, per wallet. But we, we might, uh, we actually have a pretty full whitelist. We might up that mm. a little bit. I mean, to be honest with you, I, I like, when projects kind of restrict things because three is more than yeah especially with a DAO, right like one thing we don't want to do is have it so a lot of it skewed in a couple wallets so um initially after right after mint the funds are going to exist within our multi-sig treasury that is going to be used to maximize yield um and play it very, very safe. We want to launch the DAO probably about 30 days out, which initially will allow us to use that yield for giveaways, buying up floor price ones, 
giving those away. But it also gives time for a lot of the people who initially buy some of these in order to just to flip them um, to kind of shake those out and kind of get more of a spread on this, right? We don't want 10 people owning all of them. That just wouldn't play right when we have any sort of governance vote up. So we feel uh, a slight delay in between will allow more people to get their hands on these, these trade hands. And, and in the the trades and the secondary sales, that DAO is just going to keep on growing. So uh, it's going to be even more funds for the community to work with when that happens. But yeah, we, we like the idea of of we we don't want 100% of everything to sell out in the whitelist. We want the public to also have options as well, and we kind of scaled things accordingly to allow um, the best of both sides. Sure, yeah. I mean, it looks like you've got almost double in the public mint than the whitelist. And um, a question that came in from the audience was to do with the NFTs that are going to be available for your psychedelic sloth community. Um, I can see it's a hundred on the website are those going to be given away or is that just a hundred guaranteed mints for oh that that might be that might change so we're we did um we have a validation process for the sloth holders to validate their sloth you know here's the thing is like the reason we're here and the reason we have the experience and the knowledge is because we went through another mint right and it didn't sell out um, but those community members, that's our family. We are bringing them with us. Um, we also respect that they invested in us. Um, so that being said, uh, there's a there's a validation process. So we're gonna cu probably cut it off. Uh, well, we're gonna cut it off uh, probably a week before mint. So we have to look and see what those numbers are. It might not be like a hundred exactly. It might be a little bit, you know, different. But we'd have to check that out. Um, but for anybody who's uh, who minted a sloth, we're um, going to be awarding them uh, an anarchist this way you know we wanted to do the DAO, we wanted to do these other things with, with that project but unfortunately we couldn't um so the people that stick with us uh we're going to make sure that they're taken care of they're already part of the anarchist family we've got uh, jaeger down here who's actually one of our mods who was from the uh the sloth community initially who's you know tirelessly been putting in so many hours and taking care of our uh our discord so uh, that's our family. We're taking them with us. And uh, I don't know exactly what the number is, but we'll we'll update that closer to Mint. Cool. I, I love that idea of sort of community building and sort of, you know, looking after people that have supported you from the early days. Um, just looking at the website a little bit more, um, I'm just going to go back a page. Yeah, the Mint revenue allocation, just sort of adding the numbers up, it doesn't add up to 100%. So is, is the the remainder going to the team or is there? Yeah, so whatever is left else? over is, is going to the team. So that's more of like the, the public. We can update that as well. I feel like that could be confusing. But yeah, so remainder goes to the team. Um, and then we have the, the split for everything else that's there. Wonderful. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, all, I'm big on sort of transparency and stuff. But I mean, I suppose everyone can work out how much is left and it's likely to be the team that's why i assumed but i think it'd be nice just to have it there so it's, it's clear for everyone what's what well, on this sort of campaign section of the website it starts off with season one and then do i do i go down or do i go across i'm not sure which way i should be reading this yeah it depends if on your euro mobile or desktop so just go to the to the right and then go back just you know reading across from left to right 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 i've got you okay yeah we're almost at the one hour mark is there anything else you'd like to add to this space i just want to say thank you you know we appreciate you for for you know being up for doing this for you know being a real friend and and getting to know us and and likewise you know we we're excited to get to know more about you um what uh what really made you want to you know like as you're looking at other collections i'm sure there's a lot of you know different people that you could collab with but when you're looking at collections what is it that you know, you you're looking for when it comes to, you know, who it is that you're going to, you know, interview or feature or, you know, connect with. Um, I think that's important, especially if there's other people in the space who are running collections to get an idea of like how they can get integrated into the Terra community. I am. Um, I, I often get um, compliments about my accent and you think, well, you didn't really choose your accent. But um, when, when I was hearing you speaking with Sefi, 
like I didn't realize you were Canadian. I'm not I'm not great with accents, but I thought, wow, those are quite cool American accents. Um, so that was definitely part of it. Um, and just just listening to you talk so eloquently about your project, and not not that it's just like art, and not that it's just a DeFi project, but the fact you're kind of merging the two. Um, you've got the lore, you've got the art, and then you've also got the DAO as well. So I, I just thought it was a really nice sort of combination. And and the fact that you weren't really sort of chasing Twitter spaces, you just kind of put out there that you're up for doing them. Because we do get a lot of requests to sort of, I think, as you were saying, you get tons of requests to sort of jump on a space. And sometimes that's almost off-putting. But it was just the sort of, you put out a sort of invitation, yeah, reach out to us if you're interested. And um, yeah, I I was pretty interested. So I thought, yeah, we'll we'll get the Orbital Command and Anarchists together if possible. Unfortunately, it worked out. Awesome. So glad to hear. And yeah, we're we're happy to be here. And and thank you. Thank you for everything. Awesome. Well, just before we go, actually, I can just see, and I think this is quite, I might have to take a screenshot of this. I've got the DeFi Jedi and Terra Spaces right next to each other. Um, And I think they're friends from, they've got a particular hobby in common. Um, So I think... (laughs) So yeah, thank you very much for everyone that's been on the space. Thank you to the anarchists for showing up and speaking so passionately about their project. And Finn at Terra Spaces will get this recording out when he has the time. I imagine he's working pretty quick, actually, getting them out under 20 Yeah, so is that a bot that actively just joins all the spaces? Or is that somebody that's manually seeing these spaces and joining and recording these? It's Finn. So he yes, is, it's done in our Discord. He's got three computers How? running together at the same time. And like he's editing on one and the other two are recording. Like he's a machine for sure. If you guys well, that's it. why I thought it was literally a bot. <laughs> that's impressive. No, he's a hardworking man and, and we support him. You know, he's he's he does a really good job for the space. So we, we love working with Ben. And his interns. <laughs> Uh, but I, I just wanted to make a comment. So I, the biggest takeaway for me it, during this conversation, and, and I'm new to exploring your project, Rebel brought it up to my attention. Um, I think it's just the, the time commitment. I feel like you guys have spent um, a lot of time with the, the previous project. And then now with this project, you're, you're kind of doubling down on the lessons that you learned from the first project. And that has contributed to a lot of the success that you've experienced so far here in Terra, uh, right? The time, time is a broad, um, you know, a word, but, you know, in that time you, you've, you've explored Terra as blockchain, DeFi, NFT projects, marketplaces, communities, like you've done your research. And, and based on that, you've been able to come up with all these ideas to, um, to provide a, a, a area where your community can engage and can uh, feel supported with uh, ideas, right? And now with the DAO, just getting them involved with the decisions on how money is uh, being spent as well. So I, I think just the, the biggest takeaway for me is just that the time and you guys working full time on this, it shows, um, you know, because um, your project is deep, very deep. So yeah, thank you guys for spending time with us as well. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for who's... having us. And yeah, the research definitely doesn't end, as you all know. Like it's just endless chaos, and love it. Awesome. Well, we'll see you on the Discord. Thanks, guys. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Good everyone. Night. Enjoy. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was the Anarchist NFT AMA, hosted by Orbital Command, recorded on Monday, March seventh, two thousand twenty-two. This episode of the Ether was brought to you by Orbital Command, a community validator on Terra dedicated to educating, expanding, and promoting the lunatic community. Have you heard about the new Terra Invest Strategy Discord server Orbital Command spun up? If you're looking for a chill place to chat about different Luna stacking strategies or looking for some alpha or if you're trying to find the best UST farms or even if you just have a quick question you need answered, be sure to stop by TIS and say hi to the Orbital Command gang. Hell, I'm even in there sometimes when I'm not editing hours of CFI spaces. You can find me in that server chatting about NFTs and answering basic Terra Luna questions. The link to the server is in the show notes and for more information, check out orbitalcommand.io. This episode of the Ether was also brought to you by Talus. Talus Protocol 
is the NFT platform for independent artists on Terra. Talus helps to provide artists with the tools and resources needed to transition from traditional art into the NFT world. With their V1 launch coming soon, Talus will be the place to see real-world art reflected on Terra. Be sure to join their Telegram and follow Talus on Twitter for updates on their roadmap, validator, and other Talus news. Find your next favorite artist on talus.art. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. They say rapping is the gateway, bringing home great pay, checking that replay, sing along, and we say nobody gives a fuck around my way. I make about three bucks for every thousand plays, so add it up and do the math on that. Financially speaking, why the fuck would anybody want to rap? But in this reality, the money comes from doing shows, but then where's the money going? You can't do the shows I guess you could rap on cameo I've been asking all my friends If I can rap on the patio Six feet, motherfucker Step the fuck back Doing a little magic Pulling rabbits out the rucksack Not everybody's always in it For the money Looking like another crooked Sunday And I'm working Monday So you know I ain't stressing Left debating great methods Amazed to play Inception The base stay blessed See, even with these huge sums Of overall royalties The sums of money That go to the record label Per playback Can seem insultingly Small. Many rights holders are making around three quarters of a cent each time someone listens to one of their tracks, leaving only some portion of that for the actual artist. Can't say they're making pennies, pennies per play. Until they can figure out how to turn a profit, their future will always be in question. But for now, investors see enough potential to continue to fund pennies, 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 pennies per play. Another day, another lesson. Living in the eighth dimension might be worth a little mention. Living in the Great Depression, got a real regal feel. Reeling in another sucker fish out to make a deal just to make a motherfucker wish Ah shit now you only got two left you know what i wish we didn't have any loose ends you know what i miss listening to excuses now we're on the fence like we forgot how to choose that's what happens when people don't know what's true in the dark eating bullshit up like a mushroom in the lunchroom just trying to laugh it off meanwhile foaming at the mouth like a rabbit dog like a fake mate and call at the zoo it's looking like the view is getting disappointed too i'm working on the new shit trying to produce it. What I'm willing to go through when I'm making my music